thumbs if you consent. This is my thumb. It's for consent. That is what I, 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 I meant. I killed a man with this thumb. One, two, three. Got him. Sorry. Wrestling match was intense. All right, Liverpool. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> One, two. One, two, three, four. If you have the shot, take it. And if you have the garlic bread, bake it. Joining me this week is Corey, a.k.a. Raptor Like Raptor. This is the way. Uh, We have Mug. What is popping? We have Connor, I guess. (laughs) And we have... The ever illustrious, the Fire Lord himself, our DM, Shawnee-o. Yeah, you got to get swifty. Wait, are, are we still out of make Rick and Morty references? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. As long as you mention that you don't hit women, I think you're fine. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, I, I respect the hell out of women. Uh, sorry, the heck out of women. This is a when good Christian podcast. saying that, <laughs> we don't mention hell. It's not a real place. <laughs> and to to that point, neither are women. They're not real. Women are not real. Huh? I think before we get into many any legal uh, action, um, I think we should start the actual Dungeons and Dragons game. Well, are you saying women aren't legally real, Matt. I'm saying they could sue us for defamation and libel. All of the women, women in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's a class action lawsuit. <laughs> women oh. v garlic alright well then if uh, if that's all said and done we can come back to Palisette Hall which is a winter palace that belongs to Jorhana and Eliphas Elif- uh, depends on who you ask Adulaire it's situated in a peaceful meadow between snow-covered mountains and a mist-shrouded forest of evergreen trees. Uh, for those of you who have played Skyrim, I really, I, I like to think this is a house that's placed very close to Windhelm, but like up in the mountains and woods of Windhelm area, um, j- just south of Windhelm. Um, yes. Uh, yes, I have played Skyrim. Sky, Skyrim's the best. Uh, Just a little bit of the Elder Scrolls. But for those of you guys who are pulling up in a chariot that is about to drop you off, you stand outside on, you guys can see a map, but uh, for our listeners at home, there is a, a drawn map that your friend Fifel gave you guys that describes a courtyard that uh, has a fountain, 
that leads into a small foyer, uh, and then it leads further into Palace at Hall. But uh, you notice one by one as people uh, as people are pulling up. Uh, they're getting out and they're approaching the front door and they're getting their full names and titles and everything read out very loudly. Um, and then they enter the hall. Uh, and as yours pulls up, uh, the door opens to uh, a, a small red carpet that leads into the foyer. Uh, you, uh, you guys are now... Well, you guys uh, came through uh, Sundown Crossing, so you guys are actually in the in the fountain. Um, you stand in the fountain uh, on a cobblestone patio, colorful globes of light bob in the air, dancing in time with the stars that blink on the twilit horizon. The patio leads to a grand two-story palace, its walls as white as fresh fallen snow. The dark roof shimmers with the colors of an aurora, Crystal snowflakes decorate the windows and music wafts through the palace's open doorway. Four winter wolves stand between you and Palace at Hall. After welcoming guests to the gala, the wolves insist on checking invitations once more before allowing anyone into the palace. There are two people ahead of your party that are going to have their names uh, read out loud. So you guys have that amount of time to prep anything you want before you go into the palace. Uh, but you guys are now stepping out of the fountain as uh, one of the uh, a, a small gnome man uh, with a bullhorn starts to shout out a name. Uh, <clears throat> the notable Baron Gar. Uh, and you see this uh, this uh, tall uh, Goliath, uh, Frost Goliath man. Uh, that has like furs all over him and stuff walk into the palace with a couple of guards behind him. Uh, and then another person steps up and the, the gnome says, Mimsy Nix Del Rey, quarterstone of the Eastern Fiber, that they won, the one that they call Rock, warrior of brick and mortar, she who tears down walls. And you see this little gnome mage who is riding on a Maximilian's earthen grasp kind of uh, hover forward through the palace doors. Um, all of you roll me a d20, and the highest number is who goes first. The D20 is the pointy one, right? That's right. They're all pointy. 13. 13. I got a 10. I got a rock. <laughs> it's a rock. Um. Okay, so I heard 13, 13, 10, and what was yours, Mug? Two. Two? Okay, so then my 13s re-roll. <laughs> Dummies, you gotta battle to the death. 19. 17. 19. Okay, so that was uh Ford, right? Yes. All right. Hope I get this right. Ticket, please. Uh, and this goblin, uh, uh, one of the winter wolves walks up and holds his mouth open, and the goblin prepares to say your name, and your the wolf needs to check your ticket again. Here's my ticket. He looks it over and waves you on. And then the gnome says, <clears throat> Sir Henry 
Jason Ford of the Broken Stone Vale, Wizard of the Plains of Fairy, Ascendant of the Whispering Echo, Disciple of Arcanics, Plain Walker of Shillelagh, Terileth Facepire, Whisker Displacer, Luck of the ha- Luck of the Foot, Hippity of Hops, Traveling Vial of Stormreach. Welcome to Palisade Hall. And he yeah. waves you on through, and there is a glorious applause. We don't we don't like to mention that last one anymore. Right? I'm not associated with him. Ah, we we, he, he just <laughs> it, uh, puts a big pin mark through the last part of your name. Um, he waves you on through. Uh, okay. Um, up next, and then who would have been the next highest? That would have been Connor, right? Okay, so then, sir, uh, might I see your ticket, please? I present my ticket. Uh, the wolf looks it over, sniffs it, and waves you on. And then the little gnome says, Presenting Sir Fuzzler Lee Waslington third, third of his name, the unfallen claw of the eastern wood, the right paw of Prickle Pear, Earl of Denver, the lost cub made found, champion of Crescent Gorge, master of the mystic paw, defender of the hibernating avenger of those whom will never hibernate again. Welcome to Palace Hall. And he waves you, you on through. <laughs> uh, so then the next highest, would have it been Dr. Madam or Lampyrus? Me. Okay. Uh, ticket, please. Uh, I fumble around for a couple seconds, like padding pockets and stuff like that. And then I take out the ticket and I hand it to him. Okay. Um, ah, I see. Presenting Lampyrus Lightkeeper. Sylvanus Bane, the one burdened with flames, the haunted one. Uh, and they wave you on through, and there's some questionable claps with this one. I do a little bow, just a little one. Ooh. And last but certainly not least with this party, the Dr. Madame Carice Anglaire, cleric of the seas, keeper of the divine light, researcher of life and regeneration, acolyte of the mother of the sea. You are the one we are truly expecting today, Dr. Madame. They, they, wow. they wave you on through. Um, at this she point, didn't even need a ticket? Well, well I mean... I would have had it in my hand. Yeah, I got it. We're good. They know her by name. I'm rolling dice for stuff that you guys don't even know about. Wow. What? DM stuff. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay, well, are you guys sticking together as you're going in here? You've got the map that uh, he gave you. But at this point, here's where you are. Uh, you You enter up a little bit, and there's a foyer here. That has two staircases that go up, one on the left, one on the right, and two hallways that go not really. Like one goes further, but the one on the left doesn't really go much place. Uh, let me describe you where you're at. The front doors of the palace are made of stained glass with silvery fractal patterns. Garlands of frost wind around two or wind around two spiral alabaster staircases in the grand foyer, and flakes of magical snow fall from the icicle-covered ceiling, disappearing as they touch the floor. Guests mill about, idly chatting. Um, there are quite a few people uh, all throughout the palace right now. Um, there is a satyr named Orin who walks over and says, I, uh, 
Okay, I can take your coats if you need. I am not wearing a coat. Thank you. Right, it's a bit hard for me to see you getting me up in the years. He adjusts his, like, glasses. Uh, so th this guy is a, he's the head of staff. He's a gray-haired uh, satyr. He uh, has, like, a hunch in his back and glasses. Uh, very, uh... He, he's, a, he's a bellhop, basically. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a bellhop, he's like yeah. Like, a butler, but without calling it a butler yeah you're right um welcome to palisad hall uh it's pleasure to make all of your acquaintance if there's anything that we can do for you simply snap your fingers and someone will be right with you we don't consider it rude i don't have fingers i i snap my fingers like right right as he says that and he goes, yes. And then I do it again. <laughs> yes. And then I do it again. <laughs> I'm right here. What do you need? <laughs> oh, uh, nothing. Okay. Well, Thank if there's you. any point just... where you need something, then feel free to snap. And either I or someone else that is close to you in the moment will get to you as soon as they can. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, snap again. He, he goes, <laughs> fancy place you got here. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> yes? Oh, Sorry, I'm still I, trying to figure out how to snap. Um, you, you, oh. just, you said it and you never and, and I, it. And I... Right. I show I show Connor. Uh, sorry, uh, shoot the bear. Um, <laughs> like hey, excuse me, Fuzzler. Sir, Fuzzler, sir, sir Fuzzler. Fuzzler, sir Fuzzler. I we, we, I we take it under our wing to make sure we know who's walking through our front doors, Lampiris. <laughs> I like grab his fingers and I like push him apart and like kind of make a like slight snapping sound. Yes. Um, <laughs> what is it? What is it you need, Sir Fuzzler? You snapped your fingers. This is magical. Sorry. Um. Do you know where we can find our esteemed hosts? To thank them for the the invitation for tonight. Uh. At that point, when you say that, one of the people that is already in here turns around and goes. Oh, Lord Adjulea wasn't feeling well and has withdrawn to go upstairs guest room for a trice. But by not, I expect he will rejoin us before long. Pleased to meet you, by the way. My name's Verano Honeywell. And I'm, uh... I'm writing a story about this place. He's doing the voice again, guys. He's doing the voice again. <laughs> you, you, you remind me of a sheep I met once. Hey, you're pretty a sexy. Sheep. Oh, I actually knew a sheep once. He was nice and sexy. Very, very attractive. And if there's one thing that sheep was, I remember being was humble. Humble is all get out and sexy. No, I'm uh I'm writing a story about this place. You guys uh 
you guys, uh, what, what are you guys here for? Did you get invited? Yes, we were all invited. We all have ah. here. Oh, so you're members of high society in the Feywild. Just a little bit. Why don't, don't like to? Why don't y'all? Well, well, why don't y'all brag a little bit? I'd love to hear all about you. Let's let's go on down the line. I'd love to hear everything about y'all, where you're from, what your shoe size is, what can you contribute to me? I'm a journalist, you see. I'm working for uh, I'm working for the palace. Uh, I'm 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 working for the Feywild Gazette, and. Uh, I'm I'm from I'm from I'm from a from a from a big city. Listen, friend, I I appreciate it. I don't care where you're from. I just want to know something. So we are in the Feywild, and usually there's a lot of fairies, and like people who like to trick you. So I don't know if I want to give you any of my information. How do I know you're not going to do something with it? That's so interesting that you say that. I'm not from the Feywild. Is everyone as uh, difficult to trust uh, uh, in the Feywild? Uh, depends who you're talking to. Mm. But I like to be safe. Who Dr. Ma- Dr. Madam, give me an insight check. Epic. And then she's going to say, well, I, I, I did introduce myself already. I'm, I'm Verano Honeywell. I'm, fr- I'm from a big city out in the Feyrune. And I am I here. I just needed to hear it again. I just I, um, remember his name. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, this is for my players and for listeners at home. Uh, the people that you're going to meet here is a very tight-knit few people that are going to uh, be recurring NPCs throughout here. So if I'm throwing a name at you, um, it, it's likely going to pop up again unless it's a... Uh, uh, unless it's like staff, like a random staff member. Uh, so you said that was an insight check, right? Yeah, an insight check. I got a thirteen plus six, so nineteen. Nice. Uh, yeah. The the uh, here's the deal. Uh, you're you're watching someone document uh a, a story that they're saying they're writing for uh, a Feywild newspaper or something on Palisette Hall, uh, but the notebook and pen that they've got right there is completely empty, and they were in here when you got here, so surely they have something figured out by the time you met them. Oh, yeah, so what you got written down in your journal there? Anything? Three tiny dogs. Please stop barking at nothing. <laughs> the oh, uh, is what kind of story my journal. are you looking for? Well, oh well, that's the thing. See, there's this uh, there's this gala that happens here every year on the solstice, and uh, some of the biggest names in the Feywild uh, tend to attend these things. And I want to see what they talk about in behind closed doors, trying to get the inside scoop. So, uh. Tell me, who exactly are you guys? I, I've I've shared my piece. I'd love to hear more about you. And the reason you didn't that... get to say why there was nothing in the journal already. Oh, I, I haven't been in here long. I came in right before you guys. Mm, okay. Someone give me a history check. Didn't someone? I else? already rem- I can There was already somebody else said. in front of us. I can, can remember can, too. Can someone remember the other people's names for not having to roll? Mimsy. Mimsy and the notable Baron Gar. Yes, the notable Baron Gar. Uh, yes, those were the two people that came right before you guys. 
the the name Verano Honeywell was not one of those names, and that's the person who's talking to you right now. <laughs> Listen here, I don't trust you as far um, as I can throw you, and I can throw you pretty far. As okay. you say that, he goes, uh, she goes, well, oh dear, uh, I will have to say, Mr. Sir, you do scare me quite a bit. Uh, th- this is a halfling woman that you're talking to, too, like with like a fedora uh, and like a, a pen and a, a, a notepad um, who's got like another random halfling uh, traveling around with like an old timey camera filming it at her. Um, mm-hmm. And his name is. Roger. <laughs> his is name with, is, is Jonathan. Is that with four <laughs> O's or five? No, no, no. You misunderstood. It's not Roger. It's Roger. R A R A R G E R. It's Roger. I wink at Roger, and he goes XD XD Uwu. Verano Honeywell and Roger. Larger cameraman. I <laughs> put Roger the cameraman. Roger's yeah. last name is cameraman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if he was like a bassoonist? <laughs> oh, Roger cameraman. What do you do? Ah, I'm actually an astronaut. I'm a chef. <laughs> I'm, I'm a chef. <laughs> um, yes, those were the names of the people that came in. And at this point, you hear someone, you hear the same goblin uh, announcer shout, Thaddeus Exe Wreckage. Uh, sorry, sir. You, you said you were. Uh, sorry, sir. Dwarp Q Guzzler Esquire. Gnome Adventurer. Why did you want me to? Oh, oh sorry, sorry. As this, uh, this gnome pirate looking fella swashbuckles his way in and says, I know where's the party started. Hey, you guys, you seem like a lot and rowdy bunch. Who's this fella? Are you a moth? Are you a, a moth? An actual moth? Um, as he looks into my beady black eyes, he sees an endless, endless pit of nothingness and darkness, uh, <laughs> as if I had faced unimaginable horrors in my lifetime. You look, but back yes, Matt, your character you though. Think- you, you look back into his and you can see the raging dark blue rapids of a thunderstorm at sea. And he goes, righteous. Uh, uh, but I do have to say, one of you is piquing my interest. Tell me, uh, where do you come from? As he attempts to grab Ford's hand to kiss it. Do you I do you allow quick, it? I quickly swipe it away and I go. When was the last time you had taken a shower, pirate? Please. And he said, <laughs> "Good point." Zorhana, <laughs> I'm here. Give me a shower before we get to partying. And he like stumbles down one of the hallways. What's an interesting? Would man. we know this guy? It- into uh, rabbits, got it. I got dark and then I needed to. They said out. his name was Dwarp Q Guzzler Esquire, Gnome Adventurer. Okay, Dwarp 
dwarf, dwarf, like dwarf, but with a P at oh, the okay. end of it. Yes. Dwarf Q. Dwarf Q Guzzler Esquire, gnome adventurer. He is a okay. gnome. Uh, Wait, that man's a lawyer? Yeah, he's but an, before that, they said Thaddeus X something, something. I didn't hear the last give, two parts of it. Give me a history check with okay. advantage. Okay. So first one was a 13. Second one was a 4. So 13 plus, you said uh, history? Yep. Plus seven, so twenty. Okay, twenty 30, was 20? my DC. Twenty was my DC for this. Okay. He, he he started to ramble off Thaddeus, Eggsy, wreckage, and then stopped. Okay. Uh, I'll describe the man who you just had an encounter with. He uh, he has a very obvious powdered wig on. Like it's so obviously a powdered wig, powdered face, uh, a fake beard. Um, and he he seems to be wearing uh, a disguise kit, like a, a beginner adventurer disguise kit, um, but some really fancy, expensive-looking, like copper spectacles. And like he, uh, to quote one of my favorite musicals, he smells like new money, dresses like fake royalty. Uh, mm-hmm. Could I have Thaddeus's last name again? I'm sorry. No. Wreckage. X C. XC wreckage. Yeah, I got Thaddeus a twenty-three. Can I have Thaddeus's last name again? <laughs> yeah, wreckage. <laughs> you wasted that twenty-three. <laughs> I would have lost seven of my history. It's not a waste of anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you guys uh, have turned to listen to the person who came through, and as soon as you turn back to talk to uh, Verano Honeywell, uh, she is gone. Like in the crowd or disappeared? Disappeared into the crowd. Okay. How many people are we talking? We talking like we're we we're slowly like working our way through the hall to is it like a mosh pit or is it like the outer level of a concert? Has everyone here seen the great Gatsby? Yes. yes. Okay, so I, I'm going to describe this two ways. The first way is in the beginning when he first goes to Gatsby's house and there's all that like wave of people. It, it's it's close to that at the beginning here, and then it starts to taper off into more random individual conversations. Some people are dancing. Some people are smoking. Some people are just sitting around, like have, having good times of their own in their own respects. Um, and... Uh, for those of you who have never seen The Great Gatsby, it's very mosh pit esque. Uh, people are shoulder to shoulder, and then it fans out into uh, uh, just a, a vast room full of people uh, that are a respectable distance away, just talking to each other. But by no means is this twenty twenty social distance. Like people are right next to each other. Papa Fauci is so upset right now. Uh huh. <laughs> we, we we've upset the good doctor. Let's let's hope he's not listening. Well, uh-huh. let's hope he is listening. But you know, understand yeah. it's a fantasy. Yeah, Doctor Fauci, let us know if you're listening. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna zoom in here just a little bit for you guys. Uh, this is the oh, foyer. That's a frog. You guys, let me know if you want to go upstairs or uh, do you remember the map or shall I show you the map? I remember the map. I believe we have a picture of the map, right? Yes. Didn't Mug take a picture of the map? I think so. I'm checking right now. 
I did. So for those of you who don't remember the map, or if you didn't tune into our last one, while you guys are consulting your personal maps in maybe our group chat, I'm going to describe this out loud. We're looking at a roughly drawn map of Palisade Hall on a piece of parchment that our satyr friend Fifle and driver of the carriage that brought you here uh, gave you. It describes the first floor, the upper floor, and the basement of the buildings, along with the courtyard and a compass telling you which directions are which. Uh, from south to north, you've got the courtyard and then the foyer, the stairs to the upper floor. On the right side of the ground floor, which would be the east side of it, uh, the parlor and the art gallery. On the west side, the banquet hall and the kitchen. Uh, north of that is a vast ballroom that goes... Uh, that has a open floor plan upstairs to it. Uh, on the south part of the upper floor, we've got the stairs to the ground floor. Uh, on the uh, east side of it, we've got a main bedroom and a main bath to a tower. On the west side, the study, the guest bath, the guest bedroom, and a powder room. Uh, to the north is a balcony that's open to the ground floor. Uh, in the basement, we've got a storage area and the servants' quarters. Now, this is also the drawing of someone who has never been here before and is drawing it from the stories that they have heard in a, like, uh, they're like a celebrity adventurer's scion. So, like, they've heard of this place a lot, but they've never actually been there. So keep in mind that these might not actually be the locations of these places. Now, with that information, you guys are all standing in the foyer together, kind of huddling together, looking at this map, deciding what you would like to do. I nudge uh, Survivor and say, so far, Fifel has been right about this hall. We got, we should probably make our way throughout to figure out where we're, where else we're, we have to go. I say if we explore the main floor and know that that's true, that we can trust the rest of our information. That will require us to mingle for a little bit of time. But let us so let's proceed into the the vast ballroom. Because mainly because I've always wanted to experience a vast ballroom, you know? I agree. Where where I'm from, we don't have a lot of ballroom. We dance a lot <laughs> where I'm from. Did Lynn just have... speak? I've been speaking the whole time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Girl suddenly. Okay, anyways. Um what were teams again? Because we broke up into teams to say, hey, we're going to go up. Or was that the last adventure? That was, I think we, 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 we were discussed gonna having teams, teams for this. Someone is being announced to walk through the front door at this point. Presenting Lycoris V. Westback, Vampire Hunter, Beastmaster, Hell Welcomer, Rid Rider of Ridgebreaker the Tremendous. And then behind this dryad warrior, you see a dragon. And then uh, shortly later, you hear Ridgebreaker the Tremendous, a dragon, as they walk through. <laughs> a dragon. Uh, it's a, a dryad is a person made of trees that's in between an ent and uh, a person. They're, they're like half tree, half person. Uh, and this person is wearing thick leathers, uh, riding on the back of a green drake, like wormling type creature. Uh, and uh, you can see there's a big spiked collar on this drake that says Ridge Breaker the Tremendous. And then you hear Rory goes, Rrr! 
and then it spits up like a like a hairball. You say Lee or Lie, like or like Lycoris. Lycoris v Westback. What's most impressive about that hairball is drag- drakes don't even have hair. What do they look like again? About it. So whose yeah. hair is it? Lycoris is a dryad, which is a person that's basically made of like leaves and trees. Um, he, he has uh, thick leathers all over, uh, vampire hunter equipment, crossbows, uh, silver sword, silver uh, bullets, the whole nine for a, a vampire hunter. And probably wears like a big hat down over the eyes that you can barely see. And uh, he rides in on this dragon that has a, a pitiful roar, but he, he gets off and you can hear the clanging metal of his spurs as he grabs a hold of his belt loops and walks over to y'all and goes... Well, howdy there, y'all. If I do say so myself, we got ourselves a right good party here. Now, if y'all's a festive type, I hope to see you on the dance floor. But if not, well, I hope I just don't see you in the middle of the night. Nice to meet you. My name's like Horace V. Westback. And then uh, as soon as you hear that in your head, you hear... You, you um, clipped. I didn't hear it. Uh, whenever he says his name at the end of it, you can hear this, but it's only in your head. So he goes, Lycoris V. Westback. And in your head, you hear, oh, like a whip. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I go just without a word. I go and pick up the hairball and I just bring it over to him and hand it to him. Oh, a, a gnome will have already like swept it away. Oh, they're, they're very clean here. Yeah, they would have swept it Nobody away at this point. Nobody snapped. Good news. I rolled. I do not find the tree attractive. <laughs> the tree. That's great to know that the that these <laughs> rolls that you're playing your own little game over there. Good news. I rolled and got a one. I find him very very attractive. Uh huh. Right. Are we saying low numbers find some attractive? Because I got a five. You're you're um, trying to roll against the resistance of of being attracted to him. So oh, yeah, I'm if you enamored. roll low, I'm enamored with this tree. <laughs> Oh, I was already the moment he said dryad. I, I in my mind, I went, "I am in love with you." Moths, <laughs> moths, trees—they go together, you know. <laughs> right. As a bear, I love to scratch my back on a tree. If you know what I mean. <laughs> you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. You scratch my back, I'll scratch your wet back. <laughs> you know. You know. We actually, uh, we actually don't. We actually don't take too kindly to phrases like that. And if you could refrain from telling if a tree falls, jokes, I would appreciate that as well. Never said that, but I'll let you know something. As long as you don't mention if I defecate in the woods, we won't talk about you falling. He grabbed. He grabbed your full forearm, dude. Like he's like, you just said something that unlocked something primordial in him. Like no one has ever said a sentence that understood so fundamentally what he was talking about. He went, whoa, and he just grabs your forearm. He's like, I'm sorry. Who do we have here? <laughs> you may refer to me as Sir Fuzzler Lee Wuslington the third. I'll Sir, spare you the full title until we get to know each other a little better. Sir Fuzzler Lee Wuslington the third. Mind if I call you Sir Fuzzler for short? Everyone does. All right. 
didn't want to say fuzzy because you're a knight and that you deserve the sir. I'm not fuzzy. All right. Don't I, call it fuzzy. I wasn't by the way, fuzzy, okay? By the way, by the way, I do got to ask, were you always a bear? Wasn't he? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Did you just so not you're guess here, what you're hearing is Sean now fully understanding the reference what of the, my name. The fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I am the most intelligent being that this world has ever seen. I have been studied in algorithms. Doctors have my name written in their journals that they talk about their friends with. I was in an ADHD study that it contributed to thousands and thousands of medical documentations that probably saved lives at this point. I've I've published works of writing in the in in libraries. How did I not get that until just now? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is Brennan Lee Mulligan our GM now? <laughs> Have we switched out Shawnee for Brennan Lee Mulligan? Never in my life have I ever felt more belittled, embarrassed, <laughs> and it's by your own doing too. What what the what the listeners won't know is that you've known this name for about three weeks at the point of recording this, and you've yeah. said it multiple times. <laughs> I got it the first day. <laughs> And he looked. He looks at you, and he says, "Well, I'll be. Whew. Well, I'll, I'll see y'all in there." And he tips his ten-gallon hat and uh, heads saunterly into the into the ballroom. Uh, which you guys, uh, you guys are heading into the ballroom. Actually, yes. could I stealth upstairs? Yeah. Doctor, madam, would you like to go up with him? Oh, I'm, yeah, sure. I'm stealthing. I was actually thinking about I'm, going upstairs. I'm stealthing against you guys. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just going to disappear on us? I'm going to completely disappear. So, uh, Lampyrus, are you going with Dr. Madam? I'm just going to let him sneak off. If he wanted to go by himself, I'm not going to, like, pretend I knew. In 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 real, like, without without, like you knowing what I was going to do, like, out of metagaming, would you have gone upstairs? Well, if they were going to go to the ballroom, I was going to follow them. So okay. I'm just going to continue following them. Okay. okay. Well, then what we can do is we can handle this in two different situations. The first being the ballroom and the second being upstairs. Uh, we will go to the ballroom first, and then Lampyrus, we will come to you in a second. So hope you like hope you like watching D&D for a second. Um, I do. You guys, walk, you guys walk through the coat check and you get to the luxurious ballroom. This is a room that's got a lot of balls in it. Uh, it's got beach balls and basketballs. And no, here, let me give you the actual explanation. So a jaunty waltz draws you into this palatial ballroom. Above the dancing crowd spins a glittering chandelier that appears crafted from equal parts silver and frost. Icicles hang from the vaulted ceiling, sparkling in the light like jewels. And many people scatter about, 
dancing. You're telling me I'm missing out on a giant chandelier? Oh, I made the wrong decision. Right you in the while you're upstairs, please. Right towards the end, uh, right around here, there is a stage, and uh, on the edge of the, there's nothing set up on the stage right now. It's just kind of like music playing in the background. People are getting ready for the grand performance, but uh, there is guys. I'm gonna guys. <laughs> They're making faces to each other. Um, <laughs> But uh, there's a lady right around the stage, uh, and there's a lot of people swarming her, and you just hear her go, Oh, I know, I know, darlings. We are going to get to the show right away. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss this one. Um, and there's also a conversation going on not too far away where you hear someone go, I know the Crestfall Coven is here, but I don't know which ones they are. Um, and you guys may decide which conversation you want to either investigate or go right up to or just listen into. I just want to listen into the Crestfall or yeah, the Crestfall Coven conversation. That's what I wanted to, yeah. What was the first one again? Something there, about there is a show? there's a woman talking about a show in very vague words to a group of what appears to be her followers and fans. Uh, I'll listen in. If you want to give me a, a history check to see if you recognize this woman, um, and then the other two of you, you are listening into a conversation between a young tiefling woman. Uh, who's got the uh, you you notice close there is a on both of her hands her third finger is cut off um and she is talking to uh, another figure that stands there next to her a familiar figure uh verano honeywell the person who is a journalist there uh taking notes and you see closer she she's got her pen she's writing stuff down and she goes uh so you're telling me that the crestfall coven is here inside palisade hall and the, the lady goes that's just what i heard i don't know if it's actually true if i if we did a history check on crestfall coven is there anything that we can remember or is it since we're sort of being projected into these bodies, like, we don't really have those memories? I'll tell you what. As level 10 adventurers, you would have some knowledge as to how covens operate. And you would have done some research, or, or you have done the research about these covens. You know that they are a coven of night hags. So if anyone wants to give me a flat intelligence role, DC... 18 i will tell you one fact each of you that makes a roll about night hags okay i rolled i got a 14 plus you said intelligence yep it's flat intelligence is plus three i also um, got 17 yeah i could use my inspiration to get advantage right yes that's what inspiration is for yes cool i did that and i got an 18 Nice. And then Lampyrus? Uh, Lampyrus is upstairs. Oh, no, never mind, never mind. Lampyrus okay, is upstairs. Good. Yeah, I was like, Lamp shoot! <laughs> nope, Lampyrus is upstairs. 
Um, Where's my dice? Okay, well, with an 18, I am going to give you one fact about them. Uh, everyone got a high enough roll to where I will tell you they are masters of disguise, so they could be literally anyone. But for that one person who rolled high enough, uh, Connor, I'm, or actually Sir Fuzzler, I'm going to allow you to decide armor class, hit points, or speed. Before I ask that, I'm sorry, can someone tell me how to spell disguise? B-I-S-G-U-I-S-E. G-U-I-S-E. Thank you. Um, sorry, dyslexia is not fun when you're tired. Uh, speed, HP, or AC? Were those my three options? They were. I feel like AC is going to be the easiest one to sort of learn. Um, considering speed, it's going to be hard to notice. Um, and HP doesn't matter unless you actually attack them. And we're not allowed to hurt innocents. So can't just start attacking. Oh, but armor class. Oh, okay. So in the, by that logic, then I should go with speed. Because I can notice movements more effectively, probably. And so I, then I don't have to start randomly attacking people to learn if I'm correct. So I'll go with speed. A night hag has a speed of 30 feet. Cool. They have a generic base speed. I gave you a choice. I know. Okay. I know. Okay, well, that's our roles for this. Uh, as they continue talking, and if you don't want them to notice you, you need to give me stealth checks to keep listening in. Um, as Dr. Madam, you see the the elf woman. So she is a, a tall, beautiful elf woman with uh, like green and black, like flash dyed hair. And some like really fancy looking glasses on. She just like come here to you. Um, oh. And uh, at that point, we are going to go upstairs to Lampyrus. Um, so Lampyrus, hey which, guys, which staircase did we go up, buddy? The right hand staircases. I'm I'm I'm, I'm right handed, so it's my favorite. All right, cool. So then we're going to go up to the up floor upstairs. Here we go. Um, yeah, where are we going, bud? I don't know. I was just going to explore a little bit. Okay, cool. Are there, are there any are there any people up here? Well, let me read you a little tale. Um, let me see here. Just give me a second. You've decided to split off from the party. so I, I apologize. To... How dare you? Why would you apologize? <laughs> I, um, uh, I tend to tend to do my own thing. You stroll upstairs, and what catches your eye mainly is this long hallway that leads to the balcony <gasps> that overhangs and oversees where everyone is dancing. Uh, it overlooks the ballroom and is enclosed by an alabaster balustrade that has a gold leaf reindeer for balusters. Uh, there's also uh, 
what appears to be a, a room, a doorway to what on your map is the bedroom and another doorway across the hall to what on your map is the guest bedroom. Okay, first, I sprint to the chandelier. I full on sprint. I, you... I mean, I, I do not jump the balcony in no way, but I stand at the balcony and stare directly into the light. Okay, so <laughs> so the chandelier is vast and gorgeous. Um, mm. And you're standing on the balcony when someone's going to come over and put their hand on the railing next to you and, okay. s- and say, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing they do every year here. Celebrating the lives of so many people, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm not sure if I've met you before. You seem to come from somewhere. Are you from the Shadowfell? I'm, I'm, I'm a, my name's Mimsy, Mimsy Nix Del Rey. I do not have a home, but hello. I see. Are you? in desperate need of a home in which case i'm sure someone here would be happy to provide we've got many of our esteemed visitors with many estates uh i'm sure i could find you some place to stay uh do you need a friend i'm I'm in the business of giving out my name to be friends oh I, i i do not need a place to stay i just go wherever my wings take me i see well, I hope your wings take you to happiness, as I have found my happiness many years coming to Palisade Hall. This year may be my last, for I am getting old. But no matter, we still party. Would you mind sharing a drink with me? Of course. A little, two little stone hands come up with glasses and like they're like beer mugs, and she grabs a hold of one of them and just like throws it back. I I sip it mine, uh, and then while she is throwing it back, I spit it out because <laughs> it tastes terrible. Right, and she just uh, not a fan of the brown. I see. That's fine. You'll run into one of those every now and then. So, uh, why say do you think this place has been the target? I'm sure you haven't noticed. Uh, well, I'm sure you have noticed. There's a there's a looming glow and fog over Palisade Hall this time around. If you've been to the party in the past, then there's a there's a different energy now it's it's like someone's always watching you like there's eyes in every corner and then whenever she says eyes in every corner you hear a knock on the wall behind you and this tall uh drink of water yeah tall drink of water uh this tall uh night elf woman um she, let, let me get you a descriptor. Night elf with a K or without a K? With an N, no K. Okay. Uh, 
she is a tall, beautiful elf woman with purple skin and long, pale hair. She has a full wine bottle in one hand and a... Uh, let me. I, I have a visual aid for you guys that are playing Dungeons and Dungeons with me, and like on on here. But for those of you at home, I would be happy to describe this character. Um, let me just open her with Google Chrome real quick. There we go, and I'm going to share this tab instead. Uh, let me know when you guys can see it. Can. <laughs> Okay, this, this is as much a visual aid that I've been able to make. Uh, but for those of you at home, you are looking at a tall, dark-skinned with uh, blue and purple makeup on her, like, uh, around her eyes, eyeshadow, uh, with, with some piercings, some silver piercings going on, what appears to be, like, silver and mistletoe-embedded uh, pauldrons and armor, full glass of wine, a uh, wand in the other hand with some blue and purple fabric, and what appears to be a beautiful big purple gemstone necklace on her neck uh and then she she looks at you lampiris and says uh oh well hello there i i bow there's there's no need for that there's no need for that welcome to palace at hall lampiris I am Zorhana. And we're going to go back to our other people for a minute. Nice. Um, okay, we are back here. Uh, you guys are dance, dance, dancing the night away. Uh, dance, dance, dancing the night away. Um, you were listening into a couple of different conversations. Uh, the first one being between... Uh, Nix and um uh Verano. Verano. Yeah, let me hold on. I well there there's something that you're okay, yeah. It, it is Nix oh. and Verano, but uh no, maybe it wasn't Nix. It was uh I was going to say I don't think you said her name. No, it was Verano and a tiefling that I have not named yet. Nix oh. is up. Nix is upstairs with Lampiris. Um, but it, uh, she is having a conversation with the tiefling, and then she says, "Uh, so, uh, if I am to get to the bottom of this, then I need to know how to get deeper into." talking to the crestfall coven is there anything that you would give to uh sway my way to finding them and then this person says well uh no i i don't i don't know anything about no coven i don't know anything about no hags i don't know anything about no witches or nothing i i never even seen nothing like that before ever in my life uh oh geez uh, i hope i don't get in trouble for saying all this stuff you don't think they'll see this do you Oh man. Uh, and then she goes, Why? Do you think do you think they're on to you or something? Are you working for the coven? And she says that loud enough to where everything in the room comes to silence. Even up on the balcony, you can hear this silence. And Zorhana goes over to the balcony, and uh you guys can see her up on the balcony at this point in the same way that I described. She says, Now now. 
the party festivities are about to begin. And Yolara and the undead are about to perform. So those of you who wish to, knock your socks off. And those of you who want, sit and watch. But the party at Palisette Hall is about to begin. Uh, and the person who is talking to what appears to be a bunch of fans jumps up on stage and uh, a band starts to warm up. Her band is uh, three other members of the troupe. They're just these sluggish, lurch-looking man-beasts on a cello, a trumpet, and a drum set. And uh, they seem to just be like doing exactly what Yolara is saying. Didn't she originally go like this at me? Yeah, she did. Uh, you're on your way over to the stage, I'm assuming? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll follow her at least, like, up to the edge of the stage. Not yeah, like, so, so she she's going to crouch down when you get there, and she's going to go, So, uh, you're a doctor, right? Yes, I am. I'm in need of some medicine. What kind of medicine? Something that'll, uh, something that'll, uh, you know, ease the pain a little bit. My, uh, my, my band members here, they're feeling a little low, a little sluggish. Maybe something that'll boost their spirits up a little bit. A little health potion, a little zhuzhuzh. Well, you see, there is actually a special slug that, you know, it can... Thank you. What a pep in your step. Uh, so... I don't particularly, like, have these things on me, but I could get you them in the future, perhaps. Would I have these things on me? Uh, I don't think so at this point. Um, you might be able to find the things to make them, depending okay. on what you, depend, just depending on exploration and stuff. Uh, but you also have healing capabilities outside of just having a yeah. potion. Yeah. That's so, just what you suggested. I, uh, so I don't normally carry, like, potions on me, but I do have healing capabilities. What kind of, like, what kind of healing are your friends looking for? She, and give me an insight, ch insight check, she's gonna say, uh, well, they are plagued with necrosis. I got a 19. Uh, plus, what was it again? Insight? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, insight, well, that would be plus six, so. She's got her hand behind her back casting a spell while she's talking. What is she? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I don't even know what I would do if she's casting. Can I just, like grab her hand and pull it back and say so what are you casting mm, dr madam i suggest ah. you let go of my hand for i'm about to perform a set and i would hate for all of these people to see a mess before we get on stage now please disregard my invitation to heal my friends i'll find my health elsewhere I hope you enjoy the party. And she steps up on stage and away from you. Can I cast Detect Thoughts on this woman? 
I was yeah. going to say, can, can we make a perception check to say, hey, she went up to the stage and, like, catch up to her, basically? Oh, yeah. You guys, well, here's what you would see. Uh, Dr. Madam walked over to the stage, had a physical, like, moment with this person, and then, like, uh, a huff happened, and now there was a little hullabaloo, and now they're f they're fine, and they're walking away from each other. The way that I would have grabbed her, by the way, is not, like, pulling back. It's more oh, like yeah. putting my hand on her shoulder, being like, are you, are you casting something? Right. Okay, yeah. She probably still would have reacted the oh, same Oh, of course, way. yeah. yeah. Alright, well, you guys are trying to... Yeah, you guys do notice that. Uh, how would you like to act? I cast the tech thoughts. On? On her. On Yolanda... Uh, uh, on uh, Yolara? Yes. Okay. Um, let me see. What? Uh, why don't you read out loud for those people who might not know what Detect Thoughts does? Mm. For the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures. When you cast this spell and as your action on each turn until the at Sorry. When you cast this spell and as your action on each turn until the spell ends... You can focus your mind on any one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. If the creature you choose has an intelligence of three or lower or doesn't speak any language, the creature is unaffected. You initially learn the surface thought of the creature, which is it, what is most on its mind at that moment. As an action, you can, you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the same creature's mind. If you probe deeper, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, and something that looms large on its mind, such as something that it worries over, loves, or hates. If it succeeds, the spell ends. Either way, the target knows that you are probing into its mind, and unless you shift your attention to another creature's thoughts, the creature can use its action on its turn to make an intelligence check contested by your intelligence check. If it succeeds, the spell ends. So I need to make a wisdom saving throw for Yolara. So let me add this. I have detect magic as well. Do you want to keep doing the detect thoughts and then talk to me after? I just think there's something spooky going on with her. Uh, so I want to see like if there's a nefarious reason behind her actions because I, I don't know I just don't it just it, like I said it felt spooky so I don't trust her either well um does anyone want to give me just a flat insight check uh, if you don't want to spend your spells but I mean you've got spells to use them if you if someone cast tech magic right now I will either succeed the uh, wisdom saving throw uh, or I will fail it and you'll get information. So I, I think that might be your best bet as my professional opinion. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to do detect thoughts? That's what I'm recommending. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to do the detect thoughts and then we can, we okay. can talk. Wisdom saving throw coming right up. She's got a plus two to this. So what do I need? Uh, we do in my save DC. Yes. Uh, wisdom 13. Okay, so I need an 11 or higher on the dice. It's a crit fail. <laughs> um, 
So, oh, damn, yeah. Uh, so what happens is you cast Detect Thoughts, and as she's having this physical altercation with your friend, she steps up on stage and on the outside goes, huh, all right, brush it off, Yulara. You've got a show to start. And then in her head, she says, and a palace to destroy. And you hear the maniacal laughter of a night hag tackling inside her head. And uh, you start to recognize this to be one of the night hags as she in her head says, the reign of the Crestfall Coven will be legendary and unlimited. Yeah. And little quieter so I don't clip the microphone. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we'll pick up next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of TGB One Shots. Tune in next time to see how this adventure concludes. And remember, as always, to stay, stay garlicky. garlicky. I forgot to say it. <laughs>